Episode six. You want- so excited. <laughs> we're like, who's going to start it? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was like, do you want we're gonna me to do We're going to have to start with like a countdown or like a trade off or something. Like five, four, three, three two, 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 one. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Can I please say I love New Year's Eve in Colorado because. Who doesn't love watching the ball drop at 10 p.m. and then going to sleep? It was amazing. I did not do that. No, I was um, I was in Utah and it was the same time zone, but I was up till midnight and then had the hardest time getting an Uber to get back home. It was just like not happening at That's all. That's because you were in Utah. Let's just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, fair fair it was a little... like being in like upstate new york waiting to go get your garbage plate stay tuned <laughs> yeah stay tuned for next week um so we're recording this intro um for episode two with dakota on astrology and this is the final episode on astrology for the next many 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 episodes unless we decide to bring it back one day this one's going to be a little more in depth a little more how do we apply this to our life using some chart readings and whatnot what does the new year bring for each of our rising signs i mean i was a little shook i'm actually quite looking forward to this year because uh i'm leaving some really crappy saturn crap. And um, it's been affecting my money for years and really negative things have come up in my life because of where my placements were. So this Mm -hmm. is the first time in like six or seven years that it's moving out of Saturn and into Jupiter for me. So I'm pumped. I, yeah. And mine's about to get really crazy, which I know we've touched on before. Um, But yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like this episode is a little more fun and a little more what it would actually be like to talk to an astrologer about um, what you have going on in your life. So you'll get a little more hands-on of an idea. So excited. And then mini disclaimer, um, Aloe was going through a horrible couple of weeks with her tooth extraction. So last episode and this one that we recorded... um, from that session, she is a little less present than normal, but don't worry, she comes back full force next week with all kinds of interesting questions and comments and commentary. Yes, and I do apologize. You guys are about to hear me at um, argu- arguably, I can't speak, but probably at one of the lowest points in my life. Um, <laughs> I had taken some codeine. Well, it wasn't just codeine, it was Advil for my tooth. Um, long story short, I had to have a tooth pulled, and it's been, it'll be two weeks tomorrow, and it's just been, these two weeks have been hell to say the least. And yeah. I'm finally feeling better and thank and God bless Todd and God bless Paige for dealing with me. I literally, oh, and then we also had a, some champagne that episode. So I was rolling oh. around in Paige's bed. So we talk about it in the sode. She, she's walrus out. She doesn't remember. So probably, I apologize. But... No, I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to listen to the episode. It'll be new for me too. <laughs> yes. Yes. So without further ado, you guys, here's episode two with Dakota astrology we'll call it 102 love it so ideally people should stop reading horoscopes for their sun sign they need to be reading horoscopes for their rising sign why is that 
Okay. The reason being that your chart interacts with the chart of the day. So your chart is interacting with the planets as they move through the zodiac in real time. And your rising sign dictates what areas of life the planets right now are affecting. And your sun sign doesn't really have much to do with that. It can, but it doesn't. And um, to give an example, um, people are freaking out about the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius this year. And that's fucking great. It's going to be major things for society, and it's a huge shift. But what does that mean to you personally? You can't check your sun sign horoscope and figure out like, well, I'm a Pisces, so what is what is the year ahead going to mean for me? Because it doesn't show what areas of your life are going to be affected. But if you were to look at, I'm a Leo rising, what house is this great conjunctioning happening in? Then we could gather some more information. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we have two major planets in the same sign that are going to be in the same sign for the most, most of next year. And that means that people with different rising signs are going to have different areas of their life that are highlighted and that are going to command their attention. If you don't know your rising sign, please go look it up, figure out what time you're born. Um, and I can give you kind of an idea of what the next year is going to look for at or look like for you um, in different ways, right? So we have Saturn, big daddy energy, uh, likes to have you learn lessons, prepare for the future, is very conservative, that is mixed with Jupiter, your crazy drunk aunt, that's like giving you opportunities and all the things. So they're kind of balancing each other out. Um, so if you have Aquarius rising, the next year um, is going to be activating your first house of your identity, your body, uh, your outward personality, um, your appearance, all of that. So Aquarius risings are going to be going through like an identity crisis of some sort where they're like, oh my God, who am I? What do I want to be? How do I want to, do I want to change my style? Do I want to lose weight? Like they're going to be like called to the spotlight and they're going to have to figure their shit out. And again, that can be good and bad, but they're going to be coming into their own. If you are a Capricorn rising next year, your finances, you got to get them in order. Um, it's going to be transiting your second house. So it's going to be, you know, you might have uh, Jupiter giving you opportunities in abundance. Like, oh my gosh, I can make so much money doing this. But then Saturn's going to come in and say, well, are you going to spend that all on luxury goods? You're going to spend it all in one place? You better not. <laughs> Eddie. Yes, Eddie. <laughs> what about Sagittarius risings? What goes on? So Sagittarius rising, um, this will be going through your third house. Third house has to do with communication. It has to do with short-term travel, your siblings, um, your neighborhood, social media. So these are all going to be called into question and come into the highlight. Is like, okay, how am I communicating? Am I communicating maturely? 
is there going to be an opportunity where I can um, gain a bigger audience? And with that bigger audience comes responsibility. Ugh, life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Fucking yeah, aloe, I can't. <laughs> life. I want to be famous. I want all these things. Ugh, life. I'm just lying life. on Paige's bed. <laughs> She's walrused out, you guys, right now. She's, like, straight up slumped. Love that you also use the term walrused out. I thought, like, I was the only one. I just oh, say no. starfish. Oh, I starfish. like that, too. That's much daintier than what I said. <laughs> Dan is always like, why are you, like, why are you looking at me like a walrus? <laughs> You're like, do I have chopsticks in my mouth? Yeah, walrus like, energy. <laughs> that's okay. my spirit animal. Um, oh god, that's so funny. So then we have Scorpio. Um, Scorpio rising. So their fourth house is going to be activated. Fourth house has to do with their family, their home, their properties, their ancestry. And again, these are key words, but like you can take that any way you want. So Scorpios might be either literally, Scorpio risings might be moving into a new home. They might be uh, renovating the home that they have, or they might be doing root work. They might be doing ancestor work. They might be taking over a family business. So many ways that you can um, interpret that. And then we have uh, Libra. And this so is Libra all rise. for 2021, right? This is what these rising signs can expect. Yes. Okay. So Jupiter and Saturn will be traveling with each other for the most part all next year. But then after that, Jupiter does its own thing. So what I would advise is take advantage of what Jupiter is going to give you, the opportunities that it's going to give you this year, because the next two years up until 2023, it's only going to be Saturn in that sign. It's only going to be you having to like be disciplined and mature with what Jupiter has given you. What right, do we so leave off on? Libra Risings. All right. So Libra Risings for 2021. Um, Saturn and Jupiter are going to be activating your fifth house of children, romance, creativity, and pleasure. It's going to be a fun time, hopefully. Uh, Aloe, maybe you'll have a baby. I'm not a Libra rising, but my sister is. All right, you're just a Libra. Yeah, so, um, and again, it's like this could mean like you are going to start in some ways structuring in fun and creativity into your life or... It can mean like, you know, you're fertile or you're starting a business because fifth house rules this creative energy. Um, so next year is going to be a great time for Libra rising. Please have fun. Um, don't be excessive, but just know that if you have ideas to like create something, go for it. The energy is there and it's prompting you to do it. Start the business, have the kid, whatever. Adopt the pet. I don't care. Virgo risings. This is going to be in your sixth house. And from experience, I just came out of the sixth house of the Jupiter and the Capricorn coming in. So the sixth house has to do with work, service, health, um, habits having to do with your health, coworkers. So it's a very, um, it's very practical placement. And what Saturn and Jupiter are calling you to do is to establish a routine that works for you. It's not sexy. It's not glamorous. This but, is for which sign? Uh, this is for Virgo rising. But uh, hey, if you're a Virgo rising, you might love that shit. This is hot toddy. 
again, the, the next three years of Saturn transiting this and, and the next year of Jupiter giving you a little oomph is going to be about, okay, this is, okay, so what routines do I have to establish to make my life easier? And oftentimes when Saturn transits the sixth house, we'll have illnesses or health issues come up so that we can address them to, to move forward in a more productive manner. Um, so again, it's very much about hygiene, coworkers, the things you do to make money, and giving structure and organization to that, which will benefit you in the long run. Um, Leo Risings, next year, three years, all about relationships, one-to-one -one partnerships. That includes not only your romantic relationships, um, but your business partners, and anybody that you're having a face-to-face -face relationship. So when we have Saturn going through the seventh house, oftentimes people either get married or divorced. We have, Sagittar we have Jupiter there that's expanding the area of relationships. So sometimes people are like, oh my God, that's great. And it can be great. You can find the love of your life or you can expand in a way that you realize that you outgrew your partner and it's time for a change. But either way, relationships are going to definitely um, take the spotlight in your life for the next year. For Cancer Risings, um, next year is going to be activating your eighth house, having to do with taxes, shared finances, joint ventures, death, uh, sex, regeneration, inheritance, which is a mix. It seems scary and it can be scary. Um, very, it's going to be a very transformative year for Cancer Risings. What I would say is definitely make sure that your taxes are in order. <laughs> um, you might have to reevaluate your joint ventures, your, your resources with your partner. These things are gonna come under focus. For Geminis, Gemini Risings, um, it's gonna be activating your ninth house, which has to do with uh, foreign travel, higher education, philosophy. You might go back to school. Um, you might do some foreign travel. I mean, hey, anything's possible. Um, but either way, you're going to be seeking knowledge in a new way. Um, that's going to be the focus of your life. Um, for Taurus, it's going to be an interesting year for Taurus rising. So Saturn and Jupiter are transiting the 10th house of career, public image, and reputation. If ever there was a time to ask for a raise or a promotion or pursue a new job, next year is going to be the time the stars are supporting you. For um, Aries rising, this is gonna be transiting your 11th house of networking, friends, groups, social media. This is gonna be an enjoyable time of year, but it also might be a time where you start to reorganize the groups that you associate with. So you might be looking at your friend group and saying, Saturn might be saying, are these the people that you really wanna surround yourself with? And Jupiter might be saying, um, we can make some new friends. So there's going to be a radical shift in the people that you surround yourself with. Um, and lastly, for Pisces rising, this is going to be acting, dating your 12th house. So you might have a year in which you get into meditation, in which you explore your spirituality or religion in some way. Usually 12th house uh, years are not the easiest. Um, because 12th house does have to do with death and regeneration at some point. So what I would say for Pisces rising are really explore your spirituality, um, get in touch with your creativity, and please, please, please 
do not abuse substances, you're going to be very uh, tempted to escape. So don't become an alcoholic next year or a drug addict. These are your Pisces rising. Pisces rising. Yeah. It, uh, what I will did say we, is like, did we touch on um, Aquarius rising already? We did. We did. We did? We, you were, you were the first one we went over. Mm-hmm. I was. I started yeah. with Aquarius rising. <laughs> you know, I don't remember, but if you both say it happened, it's okay. Aquarius, it is, Aquarius is, are used to being left out. So like, wow, people are finally focusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. On <Okay>. me? <laughs> Just like, what about me, Batch? What's yeah. Eddie's rising sign again? So here, oh God, there's so much things. God, I don't even know. Like it would take... You're like, there's no good and bad charts, but Eddie's is particularly interesting. It's so interesting. He's like a once in a lifetime person for an astrologer, apparently. Yeah, because he has so many things at zero degrees, which is such a potent placement. And he, I get, even just talking about it, I get like butterflies in my stomach because yes, here's the other thing. So yes, he's a Capricorn rising, but he has Jupiter right in his first house, which gives him this Sagittarius feel. And next year for him is going to be very much focused on his career in every aspect. It's going to be focused on his finances and career opportunities. And again, his key word for 2021 is temperance. You got to temper it because it is going to be very, very tempting to look at all the opportunities that he is inevitably going to get and to spend all of the money but he cannot spend all of the fucking money. What he should be doing is taking the money, investing it very wisely, which I know he knows how to do because he's a Capricorn rising and building a structure that's going to sustain long-term financial stability. It's not sexy. And there's many great things that are going to happen to him. It's going to be very exciting. I can go over advice for all signs, 2021, no matter who you are. We had this great shift into the, you know, Aquarian air sign age. Please, please, please be careful next year about your cyber footprint. So here's another thing. All the people with um, Saturn and Aquarius are having their Saturn return, which in astrology speak means that they're becoming an adult. You're not an adult in astrology until- I'm so happy mine's ending. Yeah. (laughs) So you're not an adult in astrology until you- uh, complete your Saturn return around the age of 30. And you know who's also becoming an adult next year? Who? The World Wide Web. Oh, so shit. The, no, Ringo, the World chill. Wide Web chill. was created in 1991. And I know that we're all old enough to remember when the internet was like the fucking Wild West. Like, anything... Anything went. Remember when you could like HTML your own MySpace? Like you were all, like there were no rules. Fuck yeah, girl. I had like glitter that came down my space and then I had like music. I had more icons than God. I was ready. Exactly. Again, with the icons. Um, So this, you know, this upcoming year, the internet is growing up. And the internet is going to have to face the consequences of its actions. So we kind of like, the internet was born and we had no, there was no uh, handbook. You know, Zuckerberg, Google, all these companies are finally going to be held accountable. 
Like they're gonna have to pay up. No, they're they're well. They're gonna have to. There's gonna be more rules on the internet um, because we've been kind of running free and wild for a while, and True. the fact of the matter is we're merging with the internet, and if you people have already you know wisened up to the fact that your potential employer might be looking at your social media but when i say that and we're already like looking at people being canceled for tweets that they made when they were 14 stuff like that that's going to be a whole other level because i'm so happy my life was boring like going to get ice cream bye yeah (laughs) like those the the thing is is like you know we're coming into a place where we view our social media as an extension of ourselves and fortunately or unfortunately other people are believing that so it's not just your potential employers that are going to be looking at your internet footprint it's going to be your health insurance it's going to be your auto insurance oh they're going to be so crazy companies are already looking at all your data and feeding you products. Ugh, they're, that's also so true. Looking, they're also looking at you as a risk factor, boo-boo. They're mm. looking and they're seeing um, based on the genre of porn that you look at and the sports cars that you research, you are high liability and therefore this is your deductible this year for your health insurance. Well, thank God I don't research any of those porn things or cars. But it's just an example of... Um, <laughs> watch just goes, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, this girl's boring. She watches a lot of things about crystals. <laughs> I watch yeah, some freaky porn, you guys. Hey, of course you do. You but I do it on private. Like, <laughs> so do I, always incognito browser. What are we, children? Like... <laughs> so so again you know there's going to be real consequences for the people that control the internet but there's going to be real consequences for us and so just be mindful of what you post because it says more about you than you might think it's Um, so true also next year is going to be chaotic it's not going to be peace love and harmony there's going to be a lot of civil unrest next year it's gonna be terrible Um, dakota i'm dreading it it's gonna be a lot the economy is already bad (laughs) um but uranus is gonna be squaring saturn and historically when that happens stock markets tend to crash all things sorts you know things start to happen so distribution is going to be a problem and my recommendation would be to make friends with a farmer um not only because you should be supporting farmers, but because distribution is going to be disrupted on many different levels. Just not, not only on like, are we going to have enough vaccine shots? It's going to be, there's going to be food shortages. So what I'm hearing is every time I go to the grocery store, buy some canned vegetables, Allison, buy some canned shit, (laughs) buy some frozen goods. Make friends with your farmer. Uh, Again, this is like for the world. So like America is a small part of the world, but we're going to be seeing distribution failures on a massive level. Um, When people start to travel, there's going to be problems. And it's going to be a while until we rebuild those systems to work for us. So yeah, I I would just say if you can um, get connected with a local farmer and buy directly, that's always really great. Um, And if you are somebody that can invest in cryptocurrency, 
um, go ahead and do it because that's the future. We, we're leaving the age of earth, which means for the last 200 plus years, um, people have built their wealth on the earth's resources. So we think about like the industrial complex where steel, coal, oil have been utilized by the people in power to control us all. Well, baby, we're coming out of that shit. And now it's, we're going to be in the age of ideas and concepts and innovation. So another thing with the internet, if you have a really great idea, don't fucking post it to the internet because in this age, this 200 plus age that, year age that we're coming into, ideas are worth more than gold. Your original concepts, you should be, you should be paid for them and you will be paid for them. Those are the types of things that are going to become valuable in the next 20 years. Thoughts, ideas, concepts, innovations. Don't go just posting on Twitter about like, haha, I wish like I could be sponsored by this brand because I want to include hatch chilies in this salty chocolate. Go and contact them. Don't doubt your own ideas because we're, we're entering, entering an age in which you will be compensated for your ideas. And I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, another thing, when um, travel restrictions open in the summer, because they will, Jeff, Jupiter is going to go into Pisces. It's going to open things up. Please be careful. Um, make sure that any airline tickets that you can purchase are refundable because that shit's going to be shut down at the end of summer. This is so crazy. I'm so over it. <laughs> can we just get like a better reading for the world? <laughs> Redo. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Are you familiar with the tarot? Yes. Okay. So 2020, 2021, it's a big tower moment. And Ugh, of course it is. There has been a lot of systems and structures that have failed a lot of people. We haven't been confronted with it because no. we're, the, you know, we might be living in a dominant class or race. Um, and now we're going to have no choice but to look face to face with these structures and systems that have failed us. And here's the thing, Aquarius energy is going to be like, we got to change it. We got to shift it. I'm rebellious. So we're going to see a lot of civil unrest because people are just sick of it. And it's not just like this hippie leftist view of like, you know, oh my God, Black Lives Matter are going to be, you know, rioting. No, this isn't working for any of us. Everybody's angry. I don't care if you identify as being conservative or or libertarian or whatever, everybody can recognize at this point that like our systems are fucking failing us. It's and true. what are we gonna do about it? Cause it's mm -hmm. not working for anybody. And we're finally at the point where like those things are gonna start to shift, but unfortunately a lot of things have to crumble. It's true, Jose. Buckle up people, it's not over yet. It's not, but you know what? It, it's going to get, it's a, it's a, it's going to get better. It's going to be, there's going to be so many moments that are going to be hopeful and air sign is quick. The error is quick, right? So like earth signs, we were used to like trudging and building and like brick by brick by brick. We fucking have these structures that we built with air sign tw five years from now. We're going to be like, wow, that happened fast. I mean, all it's taken is an air sign to come in. <laughs> yeah um so you should be hopeful but you should be determined because yeah. those old old capricorn daddies not to shit on capricorns but the the old white 
patriarchal society are going to try everything they can do to like just grasp on and it's not going to work but it's still going to be a fight you know what i'm saying we're just going to be like "Mm, no we're all set um but five years from now we're going to look back and be like wow look at how much we accomplished i love it i hope so We're, we're part of a pivotal pivotal time and oftentimes when you're the ones making history, you don't realize it. Like, I'm sure Susan B. Anthony didn't know that she was going to be the one that's going to be, like, credited for, you know, securing, you know, women's ability to vote. And I'm sure she wasn't having a grand old time. Oh, definitely <laughs> you know? not. Susan, she wasn't like, there, young women will study me growing up. No, but absolutely we are. not. Here we are. Harriet Tubman wasn't like, oh my God, they're going to write about me in the history books. I love fucking going through these fucking tunnels and being dirty as shit. Like nobody, it's not like a glamorous moment when we're making history. It's tough, but you know, people are going to thank us for it. Um, And that's why, you know, being civically engaged, I know it's not sexy, but like we got to do it. We, we have to some way, either with our dollars or with our, our votes, um, engage in a better tomorrow. We like to shit on boomers a lot, but boomers, they were the OG civil rights activists. We oftentimes forget that. That's but true. What, what happened to the boomers? They got fucking tired. <laughs> They're like, oh, we've been trudging it through it for so long, and now we we blame them for being complacent. Here's the thing, I hate to say it, but millennials, we could very well become the new boomers, and we will. We are going to be obsolete at some point, so you have to stick with it. You have to keep on changing, um, and adapting, and keep on fighting. Um, so, with that, I feel like I could talk to you about this for like literally eternity. We probably mm-hmm. could. Um, we'd probably talk about other things because we're too close of friends not to, but, um, that was such a stupid thing to say. I'm going to have to cut that, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) but with all of this, it's like a lot of information. So Mm -hmm. for people that are interested, but they're like, whoa, this is so much. And maybe feeling a little overwhelmed or like confused. Yep. What do you recommend to like the lay person or the average person that's just like had their co-star or their pattern app and they're now sitting here like, what can I trust? What can I trust? What's important? What should I take away? Like in yeah. a concise way, what are your takeaways? What, what websites and resources do you recommend? And like, how should the average person be utilizing this in their day to day or week to week? Or like, what do you think? Okay. Yeah. So first and foremost, Um, not everybody, astrology isn't a tool for everybody. And I mean that in a way that while astrology is becoming more accessible, astrology isn't the best tool for everybody because everybody's different, right? So if you're not resonating with astrology already, then that's fine. It might not be the best tool for you. If you are resonating with astrology and you're interested, I would say the best resources, um, would be astro.com. That's where you can find um, a chart calculator. There are a couple of astrologers that I really trust. um, One of which has a a podcast. Her name is Jessica Lignato and her podcast is called Ghost of a Podcast. She has a Capricorn stellium and she is very practical and way better at explaining things than I am. 
Um, there's also an astrologer named Eliza Kelly. She writes for Allure. She's on Instagram and I can provide links down below. Um, yeah, so you'll have to send us over some links. Yes. So I would say for the layperson, don't, you don't even necessarily need to look into horoscopes or your transits. Um, if you're interested, look into your, to your chart. Again, just step by step. Go through your planets, their signs, and their placements if you're looking to do some self-introspection. Um, now, if someone wants to do this, mm-hmm. they want help, are they able to reach out or contact you anywhere? Do you do basic or more in-depth chart readings? Mm-hmm. Um, what ish are your rates? If you do that, what do you think? You can find me at Shakota Dickling on Instagram. I can link it below. My account is private. If you want to shoot me a DM and, and tell me, you know, how you found, found me, I would be happy to do your chart. Um, so currently um, I am pricing 30 minute charts um, at $50. Um, if you want to explore more, I'd be happy to do that. And we can negotiate prices, um, determine on your needs. Um, but there are certainly many different astrologers that would be happy to interpret your chart. And if you need help with a referral to an astrologer, I can definitely refer you to somebody that would read your chart well. Um, and that, that is a good place to, to start because it can be really overwhelming when you're looking at your chart for the first time. Um, so definitely, if this is something that's really interesting to you and it really resonates with you, um, go ahead and pay somebody that's an expert. Um, normally, astrologers are, uh, or me. That's right. You are an expert. Shush your face. I've been studying this for a very long time. Um, and there's many different places that you can take it. So you might just be utilizing your chart for self-discovery, or you might be saying like, I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I need a vocational astrology chart. So there are plenty of astrologers that can tell you, these are the careers that you'd be great in. These are the dormant talents that you have that maybe you didn't know you had. These here are, are the things you of- need to work on. Here, yeah, here are things that you can work on. Here are some things that might be temptations that um, I'm just going to address. And oftentimes astrologers, when they're doing your chart and explaining to yourself who you are, there's a lot of healing in that because let's say you do a personality test. Again, you are not the most reliable source of you. And to have somebody engage you without knowing you just from your chart and say, Hey, you actually are really creative and you really are artistic, but you know where that's being shown to me? It's being shown in the place of finance. You could be a great financial planner. It's not that you aren't creative or artistic. It's that you're very creative in being able to manage funds. Have you thought about that for a career? That's something that you could do. Or, Right, like you hey, might not be the next Van Gogh, but you could be the next creator of the federal banking system. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Or there are a lot of people that are really insecure. Like, hey, I can see that you are a great writer. And I can see that you're very insecure about it. 
why not dip your toe in the water, write things for medium.com and see how it goes. And oftentimes people are like, you know what, I am a great writer, but nobody else knows that about me. Or I always question this about myself. Um, so a lot of getting your chart read is it's not surprising. <laughs> Most people are like, yep, that sounds like me, but nobody's <laughs> ever told that to me. And so it's nice to have somebody see you. And oftentimes natal chart readers, that's all they do. They're here to witness who you really are and your potentials and read that back to you because oftentimes people really need that. Oh my gosh. I remember the first time we were going through some of the aspects in my chart and you're like, I can't imagine what it's like to be in your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can explain it better than me, but I'm always having an internal argument. Yeah. So you, you have a lot of oppositions and a lot of tension and people oftentimes don't stand back and realize that the way that they look at the world is very unique. And it's funny because there's this new trend on TikTok that's like quiet brain versus like active brain people. And there are people that literally narrow their entire lives and have full-on conversations with themselves and arguments with themselves constantly 24-7. And the rest of us are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, It's me. That's what I do. Yeah. Like, see, Sagittarius moons are, like, in the shower debating. They're like, I feel this way, but should I feel this way? What do they feel? Why do they think that they should feel that way about me? I do the same thing. It's literally what I feel all the time. Literally all day, every day. It's like a fucking bee. I, I, when I imagine your, your mind is like a beehive. Like there's just so many moving parts. Like it, it's just constantly a buzz. While there are certain people that quite literally, they're like, yeah, no, uh, my mind's pretty quiet. Right. Ugh. Like, like, didn't I think you told me once you're like, do, 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 look a store. Do, 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 do. There's some shoes. Do, 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 do. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, my, that's really how people live. Who are these people? I don't live like that. It's, yeah, me either. It's, no, it's crazy. Cause like, no, seriously, like we're so our internal worlds are so different and they color the way that we interpret the people and the events around us. And yeah, like not everybody's having like rap battles with each other page or like with themselves rather. Yeah. Like there are some people that are, that don't even realize that that's unique to them. When I tell them like, yeah, you're constantly arguing with yourself in your head about literally every single thing. They're like, wait, not everybody else is doing that. And I'm like, Oh no, honey. (laughs) That's exhausting. Yeah, that was like mind blowing when you told me that. I was like, people aren't all sitting here like analyzing. Maybe everything. I shouldn't have said this, but if I hadn't have said this, maybe I would have said that. But that's dumb. I shouldn't feel that way because this person probably feels this way, and then that's not fair to that person over there, and it's not fair to me because honestly, like this is still my experience. And but like, I need to be sympathetic to everyone, but also I still live through it, and I have feelings, but I have to be objective. And that's real. yeah. That's my real, constant no. experience all the time. Every moment of every single day is like that. Well, that's, that's also, it's not just your moon placement. When I say Paige, like you're a hoarder of information. It's like your big three, what we call your sun, moon and rising are very intellectually detached and analytical placements in different flavors. So like Scorpio, your sun sign, your identity is like, what aren't they saying? What are the vibes? What are their secrets? Whereas like your Sagittarius moon is like, 
more philosophical about it. I'm like, well, they didn't tell me this, but why didn't they tell me this? Is it because of trauma? It's because they don't have the words to explain their own experience? Who am I to judge? Then your Aquarius rising is looking at it from like a bird's eye view. Like, yeah, everybody's different, man. (laughs) We all have different values. But at the same time, like... Everyone is always telling me they're like, you look like you're thinking. I can see the wheels turning. I'm like, they're always turning. Always turning. They're like, and you're like, well, how do I respond in such a way where I can demonstrate that I understand where they're coming from while also validating my own experience in this world because that matters too. It's exactly how I feel. And, like, that's just a whole, like, that is some mental gymnastics <laughs> that, like... Not everybody does. Not many people do. No, I don't know. I just feel all the things all the time, essentially. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just a moon eighth house. Sh- oh, God. I don't know. I'm going to have to book Dakota. I need to know more about my chart. You know more about your chart, Paige. I don't know anything. I do know a lot about my chart. I have a, a whole notebook that I took my markers. You guys remember in the first episode when we talked about the book um, Calling in the One and I was like, I went out and got all the shit. I did. I went and I got my markers and I got my notebook mm-hmm. and then I ended up just talking to Dakota for three hours and then coloring my chart. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh call God, it I anybody. Can't. I just colored my chart and I wrote down all this info and now people will be like, what does it mean to have this in this house? I'm like, let me reference my own chart. Well, for me, <laughs> I have something in the 12th house, which apparently means this. So like, I'm psychic, but I don't know what you are. <laughs> You're like, I'm psychic, NBD, but like, you might be some like trivial third house shit. I don't know. No. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's a good, your, your chart is a good uh, frame of reference. Go study your own chart before you start studying anybody else's. Hey, here's another thing. Pets are ruled by the sixth house and you have your sixth house in cancer, which is like very mommy energy. You love those animals. You're like, yes, let me take care of them. What does it say about my chart? Does it say that I hate animals? Let me see. Hold on. She is a cat person like you, Dakota. Hey. I don't don't love dogs. Hey. I don't love them either. It depends on the dog. dog sleeps on her and she's not about it. Every dog is obsessed with me. Taurus, yeah. Um, so your sixth house is in Taurus. Interesting. Um, so you also have um, an empty sixth house. So what do I look for for information? The ruler of Taurus, which is on the cusp of your sixth house. And the ruler of Taurus is Venus, and it's in Scorpio. Venus and Scorpio. They love some cats. Because here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> because like venus and scorpio was not trying to have the intention on them all the time they're like listen work for it a little bit jesus christ like you don't have to be like you giving me attention 24 7 like jesus have some fucking dignity <laughs> like leave leave me alone <laughs> leave me alone i'll she leave that way in her relationships too yeah yes so because nice. venus and scorpio is about your relationships it's your love language that I like to be left alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Hello, you like, pay attention to me and then get the fuck out. 
Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, you like to be left alone when you like to be left alone. But when you're not left alone, all of the attention must be. <laughs> you're like, listen, either you're obsessed with me when I want you to be, or you're fucking not. Like, get with the fucking program. <laughs> I'm a goddess, and you worship me until I tell you to go away. What do, what do I need in terms of attention? Um, in th- so yeah, you need all the attention. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> you like need all the unattached attention. Like, give me all the attention, but don't you dare put any fucking boundaries on what attention is appropriate on my end. Oh, oh, that's Paige. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, love me, worship me. Don't tell me that I should fucking feel some way about you worshiping me. That's your own business. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to worship you back? Guess again, bitch. <laughs> yes. Uh, Seriously. A hundred percent. You're like, hey, babe, thanks for fucking giving me head for an hour. I'm booking a trip to fucking Thailand. Bye. Love you so much. <laughs> Um, no she'd be like i'm booking a trip for both of us and you have to come (laughs) (laughs) giving me the head throughout um (laughs) i don't even like that (laughs) kidding (laughs) tara always says we're we're simple but complex characters (laughs) yes I mean, Sagittarius isn't necessarily, like, all about the head. That's, like, I mean, I'm not even going to go into the eighth house. But, like, again, yeah. the houses have, I mean, there's different ways that we can look at sexuality. That's a thing. Like, you can't I'm just like, look at I'll sometimes. do that for you. But if you do it for me, I'm, like, fucking bored. I'm, like, what's the point? Well, Around. yeah. That's, how, that's my experience. I really don't like it. Well, you're Jupiter. Oh, girl, I'm so with you. you Jupiter on the eighth house in Libra. And it's, like, listen, I'm a giver. Oh, but, d- is my Jupiter in the eighth house in Libra too? Because I it's not. It your moon's in the eighth house, though. Well, maybe your Jupiter <laughs> is. Hold on. Uh, yeah, no. So your your moon is in the eighth house. So for you, you're like you better mean it. Whatever you do, you better be like putting your passion and emotion fucking behind it, and like giving me a goddamn transcendental experience. Like pull out the Kama Sutra. Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> like. I I want to be rebirthed through this. Like, if I cry, it's fine. Like, I'm trying to have... But here's the thing. It's like, eighth house is also very secretive. So you may or may not show that. But like, moon in the eighth house, they feel a lot. And so like, sex for them, that's like a whole... It's a very intimate... Uh, some people can just fucking run and like, they don't think anything of it. Um, and you might try to delude yourself into thinking you can be that way, but, like, that's not the case. Like, you're picking up all their energy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Here, here's the most unsexy thing to moon in the eighth house, people, is, like, planning Let's tear it. Sex. I think I know it. Like, you don't want to feel, well, first, the obligation. Like, you don't want to feel like anything. Nobody likes to feel like they're an obligation. But especially with moon, so when you think about the moon, it's constantly changing, it's going through various phases, and you put that in the eighth house, and it's like, don't you dare try to get me on it, like, you should want to fucking take me whenever I fucking want it, and and it should be spontaneous, like, you, I want you to be dripping in fucking desire, you, how dare you fucking try to plan sex on me, 
even though <laughs> how dare you fucking go through the fucking motions like i want you to be full drama in the moment like giving me your fucking all or like don't even fucking bot like why do i even care like it should be an intimate fucking <laughs> spiritual i should be touching the gods motherfucker like yeah. this is how it should be yeah like um, don't plan this this should not be on a schedule no god no. it's like for you it's like especially you because it's funny because you have your Sagittarius rising it's like spontaneity gonna travel on a whim but for you you have your Saturn there so it's like yeah spontaneity is great when it's planned correctly yes <laughs> we I said that in like that. the first episode she's spontaneous within the confines of the plan <laughs> it's so true fuck and these are the things that only astrologer can tell you because if you just look at your rising sign you're like yeah i'm dynamic and i'm funny and i'm entertaining and nothing about that screams ocd because like jupiter is ruling a a sagittarius your rising sign and it's ever expanding but when you have something like saturn on that it's like Yes, we're very expansive within the confines of the plan. Yes, <laughs> you can have yes. you have more fun when you know when it's it can't planned. go all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is so true. I'm like, okay, yeah, I do that, but let me do this first. Let me get this mm-hmm. done. <laughs> mm-hmm. But where that falls apart, you're like, I don't want to be planning sex, motherfucker. No. I mean, nobody really does. Well, maybe our Virgo people do. I don't fucking know, but. The Virgo people are like, if I have to plan this, I will. Like, if I have to get my needs met in a structured way, then, like, this is just what it's going to have to be. Dakota, we love you, though. I can't – thank you so much. You are so welcome. Yes, Dakota, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so fun. Um, Always nice for those of us who are a little into the astrology already to go back to basics and for people that don't know – to get some sort of frame of reference. Thank really. you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. So everyone, thank you for listening to the episode. And um, as per usual, you know, we like to end our episodes with a card poll. But before we get to the card poll, Punch, what kind of goals or, or intentions are you setting for 2021? Oh, you guys, as you heard in the sode, Big year for Aquarius rising people, um, big couple of years coming up for those of us that are Aquarius rising. So my goal- Which is my all- mom, P.S. I had to just yeah. tell you that. Oh, interesting. But my goals are mostly all focused around coming into my own, really focusing in on my diet and the physical body that I'm, I'm trying to work on um, and hitting- hitting some of those goals and taking better care of myself. That's, that's going to be the big one for me this year. And then my other biggest goal is trying to do some soul searching on what I truly want to be doing in this life in terms of a career path. Um, as many of you know, I wear a few different hats. And though I love wearing many hats, um, I'd really love to hone in on my passions and be able to start pushing forward in those areas so that I can look back in five years and feel like I'm, I'm living a more fulfilling life than I may feel at the moment. I love that. I do. I love that yeah. for you. I'll try to hold you accountable as I would hope you would hold me accountable. Absolutely. Um, actually, Dakota would love this, uh, this book that I have. It's actually, you would love it too. I think, I think you have it. The Magic Eye. I don't, but we'll add it to the link in the bio. 
Yes, it's called Magic of Eye, as above, so below, so within, so without. And it's beautiful. It's this leather-bound book. I'm pretty sure it's not real leather. Um, but it basically is all about astrology. It's like how to use this planner. So every day it tells you, you know, where you're, what's going on in life. And I do um, have that book. I, when you said book, I thought you meant like a, like a book you sit down to read, but the planner, I do have that. Yes. Yes. The journal. So it's really cool. Like, so last night, um, I spent some time going through my 2021 intentions. I signed up for Gabrielle Bernstein's, uh, 21 day of manifestation course for me last night. I did my chart. I like put it into this book, which was really hard to do like manually. But anyway, long story short, uh, I think you guys would, if you're into astrology and you're into, you know, keeping up with, you know, when the full moons are, what's going to happen with retrograde and just, uh, you know, how's it going to affect you and your signs? This is a great tool. And it does the intentions in a way where it focuses on your eight areas of life. So spiritual, mental work, love, money, social, physical, and inspiration. And I really like that because it like takes it, it takes everything that's so overwhelming and then breaks it down. Um, so I wrote down for my manifestations for 2021 is to manifest abundance and happiness. I would like to manifest security and faith, whether, you know, that's religious or just faith in myself. It's just uh, an overall term. And I would like to manifest the desire to have uh, a simple but pure life that makes me feel light and happy. And I think with that is, you know, cause I was like, what do I really want to manifest? I'm like, do I want to manifest a house? Do I want to manifest um, more money? And the way that Gabrielle Bernstein goes over these things, which we could do a whole episode on her. Oh my God. But um, that's kind of coming at it from like a selfish point of view. So I'm really focusing this year on coming at it as like looking at it as a whole, like abundance and all things and happiness and security and just being present. And I think for me, I want to manifest and, and set these intentions of being nicer to myself. And of course, oh, you know, the, yes. the I know. Yeah, I we know. both need to work on that. Let's, it's yeah. so bad. I'm my own worst enemy. I'm so mean to myself. Um, I don't know. It's, it's something that I've struggled with my whole life. And I think that to say that, you know, one day I'll conquer it is ridiculous. Like I think it's something I'll always struggle with, but at the same time, it's important for me to realize that it is something that I am struggling with. And I'm going to make more of a concerted effort to actually say nice things to myself and catch myself. Uh, like Gabrielle Bernstein, like the second day she says, you know, notice the thought how did it feel when it came up and can you change it? So I'm going to try to be conscious in that way as well and just stay present. And I think um, I made a vision board for all the other things that I want. And if I just like stay true to who I am and stay on this path, I hope that everything that I do want for myself does, does happen. And um, I think what Paige said about being better to her body, her physical body, uh, I think that's also always one of my intentions every year is to yeah. nourish it with, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables and nuts and herbs and, you know, good stuff and very yeah, minimally. Like, like plant, like true medicine, you know. Yes. Like what our plants. body needs to thrive. Correct. Um, so with all that being said, 
I think we should do our card poll, yes. our first card poll for the collective in the new year. I know. I'm so excited. I know. And me too. I have. Did we just um, get Ringo's bark in there? <laughs> no, I think you're good. Even if okay. we did, like Ringy's here for it, you know. Um, yes. So I, I was telling Punch just before I have these new cards I bought myself for Christmas and we ended up using them on the next episode. Uh, but this, it's the same day we're recording, so it's fine. Same day, first day, first time I'm using these cards. So far, they're beautiful. They're by our, our girl, uh, Colette Baron-Reed. She really is my favorite illustrator, and I just think that her messages are so poignant and so on point. So for the new year, I just flipped, and these cards are gorgeous. Wait till you see the pictures page. I'll send them to you. And of course, I'll post I'm so them excited. when the episode's released. So this is a Grand Symphony, which I think hopefully is a good card. It <clears> sounds very, you know what I love about that before we even say what it is, is that when I think Grand Symphony, I think music, I think auditory things. And we're talking about how we're entering this age of Aquarius, which is air and how do sound frequency bites move through the air. Oh, I do love that. So a Grand Symphony. Inclusivity, being part of the whole, removing bias, seeing the interconnectedness of all, knowing that everything you do has a consequence, unity, con unity, consciousness, and the end of division. Oof, I just got chills. Um, I know. I literally, I'm like, oh, could you have picked a more perfect card? I, I don't think so. Oh my God. I'm telling you, these my cards Anna just know. Jewish Yenta's coming out. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't. Um, as human beings, we have a tendency to see ourselves as separate from others. Oh my goodness. This perception is the root of the cosmic joke played on all of us. Although our five senses and intellect can help us manage our experiences in the material world and intuition helps us navigate the invisible, we still struggle with the issue of identity and how we fit into the whole. You're facing a paradox today. You need to focus on being your unique self, for only you can bring your own special harmony to the symphony of the world. But equally, you need to learn to be selfless and put we before me. Seeing yourself as part of the consciousness that unifies us all. Oh my God, we were just talking about this. Um, you're being invited to step back and see the bigger picture until your individual part on the world stage disappears and blends with the glory of all life. It's true that who you are and what you do counts in far-reaching ways. Consider this. When you listen to music, it's the whole. Not any single note on its own that makes a song come alive. Ooh. So today, ask yourself, can you be a part of something bigger? Can you put the principles and needs of the group above your own wants? Can you fully embrace the concept of unity and diversity by celebrating all the notes in the symphony? If so, then you will, lead, you will indeed be wise and whatever you are dreaming about will be fulfilled beyond your wildest hopes. It's time to do your part to sing in harmony with others. Stay in tune and learn the new harmonics and notes, such sweetness will arise. I'm and dead. I can't. I'm literally I like, I first, I need to buy this set. This set's amazing. This um, is so pretty. <laughs> I have so many thoughts on all of this, like, and so much of it ties into the new year and themes of 2020 shifting to 2021 and the great conjunction and, and the astrological pieces that we've been talking about and our generational planets and everybody coming together. And it's setting us off into next week's episode, you guys, which is embracing 
people that come from different backgrounds, which is like the essence of what this podcast is about in the first place, which is finding those traits that make us different, that make us unique and learning to appreciate those in others. And I'm like over the moon with how perfect this card is right now. I can't. I know. I really love this deck. And of course I took pictures of the card and the meaning and I will post it when we post this episode live. And it really does kind of set up next week, which we will, we might as well introduce them. We will have Steve on as our guest and we're going to be talking about Mormonism and Elder Proud. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not like, it's going to be a fun episode, but also really informative. And I think, um, taking religion and something where, you know, not many people know about Mormonism and they, it kind of takes it and makes it like more of like a lay, lays, lay person's terms. Like Steve really breaks it down for us. And we kind of talk about the absurdities as well as the good things that come from it. So I'm excited yes. for that. Yes. And, um, we should clarify, um, he was Elder Prowse. He left the church about 15 <laughs> years ago, um, but it, it brings like a whole new set of insight and perspective that um, we're excited to share with you guys for next week. Yeah, this is great. I mean, happy new year, everyone. And yeah. Paige and I have been, you know, plugging along and we hope you guys really like it. And if you do, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe and, and also share. share. Yeah. yeah. Share and with your friends. Get ready for this ep this podcast, you guys, 2021. You know, we've started out with some topics that are super comfortable for Aloe and I, but we've planned out the next few months and we're going to push some boundaries. We're going to have some guests on that, like, I would never have thought I would be like, let's talk about that on the public, like, pod I mean, it's not radio, but whatever you want to call it on a public <laughs> platform. And, um, Get ready for more of that because I think we're, you know, once you start a project, the mission starts to get more in line and honed, like what your goals are. And I think that, you know, really bringing on guests and talking about kind of controversial topics and learning to push the boundaries of what we know, understand, and are comfortable with, like, that's what we're going to be doing here, you guys. So new yes. year. Um, new year, new Oracle deck. <laughs> um, <you laughs> and know, of course we'll have some fun episodes sprinkled into, you know, Paige yeah, and I, yeah. she, you know, she doesn't really love this, but I'm making her do it. Like we're going to talk about the love languages and we're going to read the book eventually. And I mean, I've read it. It's a hundred, it's a hundred pages. It'll take two hours, but. Oh, I don't not, I'm not like anti it. I just think <laughs> as long as we can like make it interesting and relatable, I'm, I'm here for it. Oh, I think we will. And it's just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. And if you guys have any um, topics that you want us to cover or you're like, ooh, they should do this, yo, slide into our DMs. Email us at the, um, what is it, for the love of Punchinello at gmail.com. Yeah, or just send us something on Instagram, any of those things. I've had plenty of clients actually send me messages and say, I loved this episode. I'm buying this book. Here's some people you might want to talk to. And we have a whole list of things we want to get to, but we, we are taking all that into account and we're adding it into like, um, you know, our ever growing roster of things to cover. Um, so please reach out, let us know, like you guys are our listeners. And as much as we do this for us, we are really doing it for you as well. And, um, yeah, yes. hit us up with your ideas. We're, we're here for I it. Love it. And happy new year. And we love you guys. Yes. 2021.